Food, restaurants, chefs, and farmers, welcome to REITS Radio, brought to you by Waterloo Region Eats. I'm Andrew Coppolino. This week we visit the museum in Kitchener for a talk with David Marskell. This is episode 10. The museum. One word in all capital letters, the sign out front presents its brand, you could say. The impressive four-story building at King and Queen Streets is in the heart of downtown Kitchener. Inside is just as solid a repository of science, culture, knowledge, thinking, and entertainment. David Marskell is the museum CEO, and he joins me today. David, thanks for coming here. Hey, Andrew. I wish I had have written that. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, I hope so, because I don't do anything else but write, so it better be darn good. How are you doing? I'm doing very, very well, thank you. How are the things uh, things at the museum uh, in this sort of tough fall for downtown Kitchener? Yeah, we're seeing the light at the end of the King Street Tunnel under the (laughs) railway tracks. I I think when that one is is free-flowing, I think uh, the perception will be better and people will come down. We're doing okay. I mean, we've got some great exhibits and people are coming here, but I know that the uh, construction has affected us. And uh, you're sort of looking at a sort of a, an end date for all of that sometime in later in the middle of 2017? you get facts and figures from the construction folks? Yeah, well, downtown, uh, right around us, King and Queen, is pretty much open. Duke Street uh, hopefully will be completed this week. Frederick and King is... Um, I think by the end of November, so very very soon, and then the uh, the under the the railway uh, bridge they're creating at Victoria. I'm I'm told by the end of the year. So again, that's uh, it's like heart surgery or something. The bypass will work and <laughs> well, everything will flow again <laughs> through the arteries. <laughs> yeah, through the arteries. Well, tell me a little bit. Well, tell me a little bit about your relationship with food because what we're here for is to talk about food. Obviously, restaurants. Um, are you a cook? Um, I am a bit of a cook, but I haven't been uh, doing that very much recently. I must admit, um, my my um, I, I've, I've just reignited our Sunday night dinners, which is something that's been very very important to me. And uh, trying to corral the kids to come back, the adult kids to come back, is not easy. So we thought if we just offered food on Sunday and only mention it once and they don't even have to respond, that might work and it has been. So uh, we've been cooking again on Sunday nights, which is What great. would you prepare? What would be a typical kind of... Is it something that they have to contribute to or they just show up and it's all there for them? Um, at this point, it's all there for them, but I that's my end game is that it becomes a longer, a longer stay. At this point, it's just eat and go home if you want, but just let's get back together on Sunday nights. Um, so it, it's, I would suggest traditional um, in terms of my traditional and Um, roasted chickens and so on Um, I don't eat red meat Um, I do live on fish and chicken so there's a lot of that in 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 our family's diet Um, and uh, love the appetizers love lots of cheeses fine cheeses and uh, and so on Um, and uh, of course some wine to go with it well tell me a little bit about well as a guy who sits on the fourth floor here of the museum and circulates through the downtown core especially of Kitchener what's your impression of the food scene that's uh, growing up here I know there's a restaurant the be at the museum is right in your building um, but just outside the doors there's probably a dozen or so places if not more what, what's your sort of uh, sort of when you cast your eye across that landscape what yeah. do you see what do you think well it's actually my 10th anniversary of working here uh, this month uh, which is kind of cool and I've looked out this window for those 10 years and seen a lot of change 
a lot of churn in the restaurant food business. Um, and uh, I mean, if we sat in a car and began at the market and went up to up to Bemas all the way up sort of at that end, the number of restaurants that uh, have come and gone and, and relocated and moved and so on and so forth is quite incredible. I, I think at this corner, I'm really delighted with what's happening. And, and I think the museum has played a small, small part in, in the revitalization. Um, but now you've got the cultural things here with the Symphony Next Door. And um, I think the Walper Hotel is doing some cool things around culture and, and some entertaining aspects. So now, organically, the restaurants are popping up. And uh, I think that's a really, really great sign. Uh, because I think you can't plan and make a bohemian village or to make that happen it's got to happen from the ground up and right across the street Berlin's doing well the social at the Walpers doing well the B is always busy um, the Grand Trunk Saloon is great the the food block behind us for lunch um, and the thing that um, that I'd love to take advantage of uh, from the museum's perspective is to put together some sort of passport or map of the 15 or 20 ethnic restaurants around us. I mean, I, that's always intrigued me that there are so many here. Um, not far from um, Grand Trunk Saloon is African cuisine. You've got El Salvadorian up that way, Jamaican towards the market. I mean, on and on and on. And it's quite it's quite unique. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's reminiscent of Toronto. And I, I don't think that people have sort of shone a light on that in terms of... Um, pulling it together in some way. Yeah, I often say that the southwestern Ontario, uh, the capital of, of uh, Papusas is sort of Kitchener, yeah. because we've got five or six places right it's, in the sort it's of It's wonderful. Downtown. It's really wonderful. You've obviously, well, from Toronto, but you've obviously uh, traveled and you've been in a lot of other major cities uh, through your work with the museum, no doubt. How, where do you put us on a scale? Like, what do we need to sort of, besides the massive population of some of these cities, but what do we need to sort of get us to that sort of level that you've seen in some bigger cities? What's missing in your view? Well, I, I, I think it's just time, actually. I, 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 think that, uh, I think that cultural properties and, f and food and restaurants and so on do go together, and they tend to, um, a critical mass is ultimately created. And, I, and uh, again, I mentioned the symphony next door and what we're trying to do here, and I think the more culture that can happen downtown, um, the more the restaurants will pop up. And that you see all over, the, all over New York City, for example, um, is wherever there's those types of cultural events or, or attractions. Uh, New York City, there's um, a favorite of mine is called the New Museum. Um, and it's down at 235 The Bowery, which is the extension of 3rd. And um, it was a very derelict area 10, 12 years ago. And this new museum relocated and built a new property. It had been around for 50 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And built a glorious seven-story building. The architecture is wonderful. And every year I go down there, there's new restaurants have popped up. There's a boutique hotel has popped up. And it's because people have started to come down to that area of, of Manhattan and um, so I think culture and food uh, go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And I guess we'll get a population base here now too won't we when we get residents living here there's a I, my concern I guess is what happens in the evenings and obviously that impacts your business as well you want people to come right. during the evening as well and if, if the foods and, and the restaurants are, uh, are open right. then it makes it a sort of a corollary for you to be open and for you to have access and for you to have entertainment and events going on here. Yeah and, and it's um, a perfect storm in a positive way um, like in terms of uh, the people moving downtown the condominiums open the light rapid transit I'm a huge uh, fan of I think that's going to really really increase traffic downtown and allow people to have a couple of drinks and not drive and get back to where they're going um, I think uh, Vidyard has just moved in 
um, to the uh, balance of our complex, what was the Gowdy's department store. And so there's two or 300 new people here that are on the street at five o'clock looking for a place uh, to have a beer after work or to stay for dinner before the center in the square or something. So I think all of that stuff of swirling is, is a really, really positive thing. And and I, I'm not sure if people who aren't uh, familiar with downtown Kitchener after after hours realize how vibrant it is becoming. There's a lot of people on the street now wandering about and, um, and uh, you know, as I said earlier, the bars and so on are full after work and into the evening. Got a favorite restaurant? I know you already don't want to play favorites, but are there, uh, is there a selection that you sort of think by five o'clock, I'm feeling kind of peckish, I want to go for a yeah. Um Yeah, it's tough to, to choose one right here. I mean, the B is obviously a favorite. That's part of the museum. Um, I think my favorite in all of one of the region is Bima's. I mean, uh, if I can afford to go there, <laughs> I go there, and I love to take home the little tinfoil. Um, it's, it's, um, I, I find it, it, it's terrific. Um, I think that the Grand Trunk Saloon has got a really interesting um, offering of food. I love some of the faux places. Um, I mean, I mean, if I'm just looking for a beer and an after work, uh, Ethel's is always a great stop um, to have a beer after, on the way home. How do you think beer has, I mean, it's, to me, beer has been the sort of almost like the spearhead of some of the growth we've experienced. That whole, I mean, leaving aside craft beer versus beer, but that whole energy that's sort of grown up around these small little breweries who are doing small batch brewing and they're really, really connected to their community. It seems to me that they're very much a, a, a sort of a part of leading this this renovation or this renaissance, I guess, of yeah. uh, food and, and culture. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and I was just having this conversation on the weekend. Um, my son's in a rock and roll band, and they actually were playing in New York City. And we were talking, and, and um, by, we were talking by telephone, and, and I was saying, you know, I wonder if the beer revolution is winding down and what the next thing will be. I mean, there's no question beer has opened up the, the bee, for example, and, and lots of other places around the community. Um, and Wes was talking about in New York how these unique coffee places are popping up everywhere. And, and I started to realize, yeah, like the last time I was in Vancouver, there was all these independent, unique places like Matter of Taste and, uh, and Not the Chains. So that's, that's an interesting one, and maybe that's already begun. Uh, but I, I wonder what the next one will be. I mean, Grand Trunk is all about uh, mixed drinks and cocktails. cocktails and so, yeah. so I'm not sure what the next lead will be, but beer has definitely played a, a, an influ- a big influence in what's happened uh, for Downtown Kitchener. Okay, a few snap questions before we uh, before we pack it in. Uh, what's in your fridge at home right now? A very large jug of mango juice because Costco just opened nearby. <laughs> I'm not sure. It'll take me a while to get through that. The spring may come before I finish that. Um, there's lots and lots of vegetables. There's uh, some chicken left over from, from last evening. Uh, lots of... Um, uh, nibblies, which I tend to do in the evenings from hummus to some cheeses and olives and so on and so forth. It's relatively healthy. Try to stay away from the breads a little bit and uh, yeah. Favorite beverage? Um, beer. Am I allowed to say that? Or um, mango juice, I guess would be up there. Um, no, I enjoy to have a beer after work and or on the weekends and so on. Um, and um, I wish I knew more about red wine. I was looking at an auction, this uh, online auction for a local charity this weekend, and there was a wine that was selling for, it was the value was $300, and people were bidding towards that. And I thought, my palate tops out at about 48 bucks. <laughs> I don't know if I would appreciate, you know, spending 100 bucks or 300 bucks. Uh, but uh, red wine is great, too. Um, do you watch food TV? 
Not so much. Not so much. Do you have uh, a chef that you particularly dislike on food TV when you do watch it? <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 I don't watch it enough to have a, a chef that I dislike. Um, I mean, uh, you know, some of the ranting and raving chefs that I see when I scroll by are kind of annoying. Um, I did see the movie very, very recently. I'm not going to get the name of it. Um, maybe it was called Burnt or something. With uh, um, uh, and it was a it was a great. Uh, um, portrayal of a chef and and the unique uh, uniquenesses of a chef and their personalities and so on. Um, I can't think of the, it might be called Burnt, mm-hmm. uh, but anyway, um, it sort of summed it up for me that uh, that chefs are a really unique brand and, and there's a lot of consistencies there. Got a favorite cookbook? Um, it's a tattered, torn thing that I probably got from my parents' house when I when we helped move them out, and uh, it's just uh, tattered and torn that we go through, and it's it's just a paper book. It's probably about six inches thick, though. Mm. What do you love most about food? The people in the conversation and just uh, eating slowly and uh, taking our time and enjoying it. And that's a good note to end on, David Marskell of the museum. Thanks very much for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you very, very much.